Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning, and let me add my welcome to Sarah's. If you've not met before, my name's Anil Apadu, and I'm the Associate Minister here at Christchurch. It's lovely to see you all. Uh, please bow your heads to pray as we uh, prepare ourselves to hear God's message to us. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock, our redeemer, our king. Amen. As you look through the pages of history, you see kingdoms rise and kingdoms fall, and it's easy to wonder if God is in control over all of it. As you look around the world today at nations and leaders, you may doubt God's sovereignty, his lordship over them. Today, God will show us through his word that he is ruling and reigning. The question this passage raises for us this morning is, will we worship the Lord whose kingdom is being revealed? Will we worship the Lord whose kingdom is being revealed? So King Nebuchadnezzar has had a bad dream that's disturbing his beauty sleep. And so the king calls in his magicians, enchanters, sorcerers and astrologers, and he lines them up in front of him and he says, verse 3, I've had a dream that troubles me, and I want to know what it means. Verse 4, they reply, May the king live forever. Tell your servant the dream, and we will interpret it. The king replied to the astrologers, This is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was and interpret it, I will cut you into pieces, and your houses will be turned into piles of rubble. But... If you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and interpret it. Finally, the astrologers answer verses 10 and 11. There is no one on earth that can do what the king said. What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods and they don't live among humans. And so, true to his word, the king orders the execution of all his wise men, which includes Daniel and his three friends. Now, what we're about to see in this passage is that the astrologers were partly right. Only, only a divine being can reveal the dream, but, and it's a big but, the true God does speak to his people, and he will one day come to live among them. So hearing about his death sentence, Daniel asked the king for time to interpret the dream. Then, verse 18, he urged his friends to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that he and his friends might not be executed. Now, it's often true, isn't it, in emergencies, that people turn to prayer whether they have faith or not. Why is that? Well, probably because they know that there is no way that they can help themselves in this situation. And so, recognizing their weaknesses, they call out to someone bigger and more powerful and stronger than themselves. They call out to God. But unlike an arrow prayer into the ether from an unbeliever, Daniel loved the Lord. And he knew that his hand was upon him. So we heard last week. Uh, brothers and sisters, as believers in the Lord, let me encourage you not just to pray in emergencies or, or when you remember, 
But as those who love the Lord, make telling God, uh, talking to God, a regular part of your life, a priority even. As a church, join us for our boiler room prayer meetings, or pray through your church directory or the church prayer diary, or join our new prayer team. Talk to God. He delights to hear his people's words. And so that night, God revealed to Daniel the mystery of the king's dream, verse 19. Daniel's immediate response to this revelation is to give praise to the God of heaven. I mean, wouldn't you? But Daniel's song is more than thanksgiving. He states unchanging truths about God's character. Verse 20. Wisdom and power belong to him. Verse 21. He changes times and seasons, deposes kings, and raises others up. He gives wisdom and knowledge. Verse 22. He reveals the hidden things. And it seems... God has chosen Daniel for this exact purpose. Remember Daniel chapter 1, verse 17. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding and all kinds of, of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. If you go to the British Library, it's a wonderful place to go and to see biblical history. But there, it holds an inscription of a prayer that this king, King Nebuchadnezzar himself, said on the day of his coronation, praising Marduk, who's the main god of the Babylonian people. You might not know, King Neb's name was named after the god of wisdom, Nabu, not from Star Wars. However, the Babylonian gods were powerless, weren't they, to open the minds of their people to these mysteries. Yet, there is a God who gives wisdom to the wise and hidden, reveals hidden things as Daniel just sung. Not the Babylonian gods of Marduk or Nabu. No, the one true God. Today we seek wisdom in all kinds of places, don't we? Google, Siri, libraries, probably not Alexa. But true wisdom is found in God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10. Will King Nebuchadnezzar worship the Lord whose kingdom is being revealed? Will we? Now what follows after that is the dream uh, that Beryl has just read for us. And I want to briefly look at three things that are shown in this dream to us. Firstly, the God who reveals mysteries then the statue, and finally, the rock. So firstly, the God who reveals mysteries. If you have your Bibles open, look with me at the beginning and ends of Daniel's speech to the king, verse 27, chapter 2. Daniel replied, No wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. And then verse 45. The great God has shown the king what will take place in the future. The astrologers were right, weren't they? There is a God who can reveal mysteries and he is the God of the Israelite people. In the New Testament, Paul tells us that God has now made known the mystery of his will 
his plans and purposes. That Jesus Christ is Lord, a message revealed for us, his people, to proclaim. Now God gave Daniel a word to speak to the king, to make clear what was once a mystery to him. Jesus has commissioned us, his people, to go out into the world and to reveal, to make clear what was once a mystery. His will, his plans. Like Daniel before us, we are to unveil these mysteries to the people around us. And what's more, God has chosen to speak directly to King Nebuchadnezzar. Did you catch that? Look again at verse 28. He, the God who reveals mysteries, has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Now remember, King Neb has just burned down God's holy city. And he's taken uh, captive prisoners of war from the people and artifacts from the holy temple and done worse things than that. Why has God revealed himself to this king? Here we come to the statue. Look with me at verse 36 onwards. This is the dream, and now we will interpret it to the king. Your majesty, you are the king of kings. The God of heaven has given you dominion and power and might and glory. Into your hands, he has placed all mankind and the beasts of the field and the birds of the sky. Wherever they live, he has made you ruler over them all. You are the head of gold. God is confirming that he has established King Nebuchadnezzar. Remember chapter 1 verse 2? And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Not just that, but God has given him dominion and power. God has placed all of mankind in his hands, along with the animals and the birds. God has made him ruler over all. God has established King Nebuchadnezzar. And God will bless his rule. You see, God warned his people that should they fail to keep his commands, that he will send judgment upon them. And the Babylonians were the instruments of God's judgment. This is an uncomfortable truth, isn't it? Does God's judgment make you uneasy? It should do. God is reminding us here that sin is serious and must be accounted for. The Israelites sinned and their exile was a consequence of their sin. But, as awful and atrocious as the exile was, it was nothing compared to the way that God accounted for our sin in the death of his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, on the cross. Brothers and sisters, take comfort in the truth that God is in control and working out all things according to his plan, even if we can't understand why on this side of eternity. Because the alternative is that God isn't in control at all and is powerless in the face of evil, and that is a frightening lie of the devil. So God has shown King Neb a vision of a statue symbolizing the kingdoms of man he has established. But then there is this rock, verse 34, cut out not by human hands. This is a rock cut out by God himself. 
And this rock will come in the age of iron and clay kingdom and smash it. And will become a huge mountain that covers the whole earth, verse 35. The mountain that the God of heaven has established, verse 44, is a kingdom that will never be destroyed. Someone should write a song from that verse. Whereas the kingdoms of men, which the statue represents, are fixed to one place in the world, this mountain will cover the whole earth. And whereas each of these earthly kingdoms is temporary and has passed from one nation to another, the kingdom God has established will never be destroyed or left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it itself will endure forever. This is the meaning of the vision of the rock. But what is the rock? If the iron and clay feet symbolize the Roman Empire, shouldn't we be experiencing God's kingdom on earth now? The rock of the Lord was promised to come from the family of Jacob back in Genesis chapter 49. The psalmist sings of a stone that the builders would, be, would reject, but would become the cornerstone, Psalm 118. The prophet Isaiah in chapter 8 of his vision describes the stone as a sanctuary for God's people, but a stumbling block for others which will cause them to trip and to be broken into pieces. This stone did appear in the time of the Roman Empire. And when he spoke, he said in Luke chapter 20, verses 17 to 19, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken into pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. I don't need to tell you that. These are the words of our Lord Jesus himself. Jesus is the promised stone of God, sung of by David, prophesied by Isaiah. Jesus is the rock that entered our world during the Roman Empire and established his kingdom. A kingdom that has spread throughout the whole world. Our sitting here today is testimony to that. And has outlasted every other kingdom. A kingdom over which Jesus sits as ruler and reigning even today. God has revealed the deep. And hidden things, verse 22, he has made known what lies in darkness and has shown us his light. Nebuchadnezzar's response to hearing all this was to give honor to Daniel and praise to Daniel's God, verse 47. Surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries. Nebuchadnezzar recognized that Nabu and Marduk, the so-called gods of Babylon, were beneath Daniel's God. And that even he, the king, came under God's lordship, the God who reveals mysteries. Seeing God's kingdom be revealed, Nebuchadnezzar responds in worship. How will we, God's people, who have a more complete revelation of God through his son Jesus Christ, made known by his spirit, how will we respond to this news? Will we worship the Lord Jesus, whose kingdom has been revealed? Or will we reject this stone? Will you stumble on the rock of Christ and be broken by him? There is only one kingdom that has been established by God, one kingdom that will last, one king who rules and reigns. All others will be crushed by him. Gold, silver, 
bronze, iron, clay, nothing can be allowed to stand against God. Brothers and sisters, God is in control of all things. And he has established a king, Jesus Christ, to rule over his kingdom for eternity. King Neb worshipped the Lord whose kingdom has been revealed. The question is, will we? Amen.